Welcome to Season 3 of The Commons, a podcast featuring researchers, innovators, artists, entrepreneurs, and community builders who are improving the human condition in your own backyard and around the globe. I'm your host, Tom Osha. If you've listened to any episode of this podcast, you do know we focus a lot on innovation districts, the spatial geographies where talent and ideas come to cluster and connect. The Association of University Research Parks is a member-driven organization, and it counts among its membership research parks and innovation districts across the globe who have as their anchor research universities and academic medical centers. This robust organization of several hundred districts comes together once a year in a different city around the world to exchange ideas and best practices in the industry. This year, they're in Toronto, Canada for the 2022 International Conference. They were kind enough to invite the Commons to come and speak with some of their members. So our first episodes of Season 3 will be interviews with park leaders from around the world. I hope you enjoy. I'm Tom Osha, and welcome again to the Commons, coming to you live from the International Conference of AURP, the Association of University Research Parks. This year, we are in Toronto, Canada, and this afternoon, sitting across from me at the table, my guest is Joe Carley. He is the Director of Economic Development for Indiana University. Joe, welcome to the Commons. Hi, Tom. Thanks for having me. Uh, this is great. It's, it's great to have you here. So tell us, what's, uh, what's going on at uh, Indiana University today? I know you have a number of economic development projects, not only on in Bloomington campus, but across the state. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's an exciting time for the university. We have a new president. A uh, fairly new provost as well, um, and so you know, new priorities, new energy around a lot of our initiatives. Continuing to do a lot of work with Naval Surface Warfare Center Crane, which is uh, a naval lab 25 miles from Bloomington. Continuing to build capabilities around computer science, um, computing. We have an engineering program now that's six years old, um, okay. that was started, you know, directly to provide a pipeline of talent for, you know, firms like Cummins, Cook, NSWC Crane. You know, the Indianapolis big engineering firm. So, um, yeah, it's an exciting time. Wow. So a lot of people might be a little confused. Naval Surface Warfare Center in the middle of Indiana. Yes. Right? I, yes. So, so tell us, what, what happens at, at Crane and, and specifically how does IU participate? Yeah, so there's over 5,000 engineers and scientists that work there. It's focused on technologies like microelectronics, hypersonics, um, a lot of spectrum work, electronic spectrum. So, you know, think about anti-IEDs, radar, um, jammers, that kind of thing. So it's it's high-tech um, research, and, and Crane's done a tremendous job of growing their their uh, personnel with masters and PhDs. And um, so we've we've so, sort of been on this slow, long convergence together. Our um, School of Informatics, Computing and Engineering, continuing to find great partnerships there. And yeah, it is unique that it's it's inland. I think it's the right. only one of the surface warfare centers that's inland, but you know, great partner for us and for the whole state as it comes uh, as it relates to DoD work. So you're at AURP to learn a little bit about how you might help them with activity outside the gate, so to speak. That's right. Yeah. So uh, our region around Bloomington, um, including Crane, did a strategic plan in 2014 and identified the defense sector as one of the, the key opportunities. 
um, you know, you think about regions like Huntsville and Dayton and um, Knoxville with Oak Ridge, you know, that yeah. this relationship between an R1 university and a, and a research um, engine uh, like a lab can really be fruitful and, and productive for the economy. And so we've done a, a lot of work with, with Crane. We stood up an applied research uh, institute, an intermediary okay. organization. We've done. We've, we've had lots of Crane employees do their PhD at IU. Dozens of cooperative research and development agreements. You know, as we continue to work on all these different initiatives, it, the placemaking component became more and more obvious. That this is something that um, is a big opportunity for us and um, and could really be transformative for our region. So there's a there's a tech park right outside the gates of Crane, okay. um, called Westgate. That's that's really developed organically. It's nothing to sneeze at now. It's got 17 buildings and 850 okay. employees. But wow. Um, we worked on a master plan um, with a lot of different regional stakeholders for Westgate um, in 2020 and 2021 um, with Perkins and Will. And then um, the University Financing Foundation came on as a consultant to help mm-hmm. us figure out how to implement that master plan. And so that that's what brings me to AURP today is that, um, you know, this has been a key initiative for a lot of us. Tufts recommendation to us was that we form this nonprofit research foundation to, to lead the park operations and to centralize the governance. And so I'm here to, to learn about what models work and, okay. um, you know, some of the best practices from, from other research parks. Well, it's an enormous number of models. That, that is for sure. Yes, I'm learning that. <laughs> One of the things uh, out there is the Global Institute on Innovation Districts. And uh, at the Global Institute, they studied, and I think came up, there are seven different distinct models of governance. And each one of them applies to kind of what the needs are. You've assembled stakeholders to be as inclusive as possible. Right. We have more stakeholders than you could ever want, actually. (laughs) So this tech tech park is on the border of three counties, um, which is a really neat um, marketing hook, but Mm -hmm. is complicated to to play out in practice, right? Um, And so, yeah, public-private land ownership, multiple counties involved, you know, different organizations that have their own Westgate-focused initiatives. And so a lot of what we're trying to do is to centralize things and to, um, and to bring everyone together kind of under one umbrella. Sure. So are, are there challenges in, with a DOD or a naval facility um, rather than just working with a corporation, which I assume is probably a little more open and, and not behind a big fence? Yeah, that's probably the primary one. It's just a lot of engineers, that head down mentality, I think, of you know, getting the work done and not focusing on the, you know, the big picture, the blue skies kind right. of thing. It definitely is, is present in the culture there. You know, we're, we're fortunate in that Crane's prominence within the DOD continues to increase, and there, um, there are a number of scientists who now hold roles um, at the Pentagon shaping policy and shaping investment decisions and those kinds of things. And, and Crane has continued to, to bring in um, new and more prominent contracts. Um, and so the opportunity really to recruit firms that want to do work from Crane and, and you know, could have a presence at Westgate is, is exciting. Um, but, you know, there is still that, those, those growing pains associated with, you know, a, a DOD lab that typically looks internally yeah. um, and now is being asked to really help, a, a, you know, an outside um, entity grow. And in, in several of the ones you mentioned are, are facing similar challenges. You, you go to Oak Ridge, 
There's things outside the gate. Most of them are companies who, who are doing work inside the gate, right, as suppliers. Talk about, I know your vision's a little bit different, right? How can we attract corporate partners who together can maybe advance some of these technologies in the non-defense sector as well, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting. We're here in Toronto. We, we almost couldn't be in a different uh, context there. Right. We're, we're off of I-69, which is a new terrain highway um, that was built in the last 10 years that connects Bloomington to Evansville and will soon connect Evansville to Indianapolis all the way up. Wow. Um, and so it's, it's kind of a unique setting. You know, there haven't been many new terrain highways built. Um, it's great land. It's some of the best land in the region, really. Um, when Perkins and Will put forward their concept for the master plan, it was around a park within a park. And so it's, um, it's trying to take advantage of the fact that there are cornfields mixed in with these buildings in the tech park mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and take that from a disadvantage to a strength, right? Where we can, um, you know, we can take advantage of that open space and, and really make it a place where, you know, you can go for a walk on trails at lunchtime and, um, and, and be in a beautiful environment. There's, there's wooded areas with some topography mixed in and then there's flatland. So it's, um, it's an appealing setting and that's, that's part of our pitch to companies beyond defense contractors kind of have to be there for crane, but, sure. um, is this is a, this is a beautiful setting. Um, you know, we're going to, we're trying to build it as a more mixed use kind of community. Mm-hmm. There's, there's great land available. Um, uh, and, and how can we make this a place where, you know, during the day you can go and have collaboration with, you know, with your partners, you can, you know, you can interface with the base or not, um, but you're going to have great transportation access. You're going to be a strategic location for the region. Hopefully you'll have housing there associated with it. And so really a, kind of a, a new hub uh, in a way for our region. Is there integration from an economic development standpoint across, I guess, what I'll call the Indiana University platform? Yeah, definitely. IU looks to Crane as one of our, our key partners, and that includes, that's system-wide, and, and my group works for all all the campuses across the um, the IU landscape, and so uh, Indianapolis is a partner in this. Their engineering okay. program, Purdue, is a partner. Um, mm-hmm. Greg Deason is is on the board of the, okay. the nonprofit yep. that we formed to to lead the park operations, um, and so he's you know he's well known in the AURP community, and um, Purdue has a presence at, at Westgate and and works closely with Crane as well. So you know that's that's part of the exciting work for me, and I think the work that we can all learn about here at AERP is really the the multi-university collaboration, and, yeah. and you know those are I think are the parks that have the most momentum probably. And, and in your work, I'm sure with Wexford, you found this as well that you know different universities have have different capabilities and and you know bring different things to the table. And um, in Indiana, they've been very intentional about not overlapping between their mm-hmm. public universities and, yep. and programs. And so there's a lot of things that, that Purdue is really, really deep in that we have almost nothing in and, and vice versa. But as I think about across the country, it's probably one of the few instances where the most bitter of rivals on the basketball court are some of the best real collaborators when it comes to advancing the agenda of economic development across the state of Indiana. Well, I'm glad to hear you say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've worked with Purdue in many contexts and, and had right. good experiences. So uh, on a daily basis, I, I never see it as a, a hindrance. But tell me a little bit, what is behind, though, the split of IU PUI? Because I think that's going to yeah. break into an Indiana University component and a Purdue component, right? Yeah. And... You know, I, I can't speak for the president and, and her motivations. For me, I look at it as an opportunity for both universities to go full in and with their own vision and, mm-hmm. and really building out areas of strength that, you know, that may translate between the flagship campus and, and Indianapolis yeah. and 
creating those tighter linkages, I think that, that when you have that administrative structure that's common to everybody, you know, you can really grow and enhance. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's going to be great for Indianapolis. I think it's going to be go- great for both universities. I, you know, I think uh, our Secretary of Commerce, um, Brad Chambers, had a, had a line in an IBJ op-ed about it that said a little healthy competition is good for everyone. And I yeah. think that's exactly right. So speaking of healthy competition, uh, how have you enjoyed your first AURP? Oh, it's been really great. I, I work in economic development, so I feel like I work maybe maybe a step upstream from mm-hmm. this group, right? Where, you know, a lot of times we're in economic development. I think we're asking questions about, you know, what's the right tool here? Is it an incubator or is it a workforce development program and those kinds of things? Um, and why this firm or, or you know, this partner and, and not another one? And, you know, I think maybe this is slightly downstream where, you know, those those partnerships are, are formed or at least in some in some way. Um, and then the, the company is looking to take a, the next step uh, a lot of times is you know, some kind of co-location and, um, you know, greater hiring of students, you know, that kind of thing. And so, um, yeah, there's there's a ton of really smart people here. All the panels have been great. Yeah, it's 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 exciting, and for me, it's just a chance to listen because you know I'm I'm one of the least experienced people here, so it's nice to come and really just you know take in all kinds of new ideas. It's my favorite part of it. Yeah. actually, it's just sitting and listening, or sitting here and and learning and talking with folks like yourself. So the last question I have: best piece of advice you've ever been given? Interesting. Yeah. I mean, my, my dad's advice to me always was do more than what's expected of you, right? It's, it's very simple, but, you know, it, it is one of those, um, you know, simple lessons that uh, it's amazing how just, just showing up and just, you know, following through on things um, really can, can mean a lot to people. Sometimes the simplest lessons are the best. That's right. And have the most resonance, particularly in days like today. Yeah. yeah. Well, Joe, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure to talk with you this morning. Thank you, Tom. I enjoyed it. My guest this morning has been Joe Carley. He is the Director of Economic Development for Indiana University. I'm Tom Osha, and this is The Commons coming to you from AURP 2022 in Toronto. The Commons is a production of Wexford Science and Technology, LLC. The views and opinions expressed are solely those of the host and guests. To view additional material about today's episode or guest, submit questions or story ideas, or to learn more about Wexford Science and Technology, please visit www.wexfordscitech.com forward slash insights. You can subscribe to The Commons on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy your podcasts. I'm your host, Tom Osha. Thank you for listening.